0: Here's the deal. We all face different challenges every day. What we do about them, how we react to them, and the results that we obtain from facing them helps us get to the next level. I'm your host, Pancho Moncada, and welcome to the Challenges Moment podcast. Here, you will learn how agents with Family First Life are challenging themselves, their teams, and clients. I challenge you to join in and listen to my next guest. Ladies and gentlemen, the eagle has landed. Let's go. <laughs> What's dude, you've been nonstop today. I know, I know. It's been good. It's been great. What are you doing? Are you home in Austin or where are you
1: at? Yeah, I'm in Austin. Um I'm gonna
0: be running up in uh north in the central Texas the next couple of days. Amazing. Like Waco, that area or whereabouts? Yeah, like colleen Waco, like that central hub right there. Awesome, awesome, fantastic, Allen. Well, I know that you've been nonstop today, it's already 7 p.m. in Austin, so you probably wanna like get up of your seat and then, I don't know, go stretch your legs. So I'm gonna try to keep this one as simple as and fun as possible uh, and fast as well. So um, let's get us started here, Calvin. And first of all, thank you so much for joining me today on the second episode of Challenge with Pancho. Uh, For you to, a little bit, a couple things for you to expect. I'm gonna ask a couple questions about Your past what are you doing right uh, right now Uh, and then a little bit about challenging yourself your team your clients to understand a little bit of that as well but I have a couple extra questions that some people also sent me earlier that want to know from you so I'm looking forward to see how you how you can handle that Uh, we're ready to go yes sir Awesome, let's do it. So Calvin Wright, I know that you had the honor of serving this amazing country. First of all, thank you so much for your service. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us a little bit about your background before Family First Life and how you found this opportunity. Absolutely, so um, a little bit about me, I did seven
1: years in the army and then I got out during the middle of COVID and I didn't really know what I wanted to do or where I wanted to go. I took a job at this huge corporation as a production supervisor at this meat facility hated it did not like it at all and um i always saw zach Trudowski on um on social media about you know making all this money and i was kind of like just caught my eye and i was curious about it so i reached out to him and i was like hey you know what is this how do i get involved and you know how does it work and he explained to me how you know we go out and help people and how it works and i was like well if i i set a goal for myself I was, if i can make 16 grand in the first two weeks i'll quit my full-time job that i was making like seventy thousand plus a year and go full time doing this, so that was the goal from day one. And I went out there and I, you know, wrote like sixteen. I think my first like couple of weeks, I think it was like total like thirty something grand, and I issued paid like sixteen, grand like the first couple of weeks. And so that was like a game changer. I didn't go back to, I didn't go back to work, and I just you know, continued on with this. And I picked up and moved back to Texas and just been grinding it out since.
0: Amazing. I and mean, then let me tell me, ask me, let me tell you. Um, let me ask you about something, Colin, you're saying a couple months ago, when was exactly a couple months ago that you actually started with FFL?
1: Yeah, so I went, my first full, my first full month was April, but my, um, like when I started was in March, really, I started in March and then I took, obviously, some time to move. So I, you know, took a whole week off to move. So I did work three weeks in March and then my full, full first month was April.
0: Fantastic. So we're talking about six months into this brand new business. Do you had any uh, in your previous role before, be, uh, after the army, right? Um, Did you had any um, sales? Like, was it sales related, or do you had any backgrounds in sales? You had to learn some of that. What was it like? I
1: had no sales experience at all. I just, um, I, I just joined the army right out of high school at 18 and went in there for seven years. Then it, it was mostly leadership positions. And then went straight out of the army into a production supervisor position, no, zero sales at all. Just know how to talk to people, you know, it's like.
0: Very good, very good. So, uh, yeah, that's, that is incredible, Calvin, because of course, like you come from a complete different industry, serving the country, doing something completely different to com- to 100% sales. But it's not just sales, it's helping families, helping people find, uh, you know, the, what they need right and to help protect them so if you had to define your job at Family First Life how will you define it um, the way that I would define my job would be um,
1: helping individuals of the middle-class America secure their finances and legacies to their generations below them so that Basically, you know, that, that's how I would describe it to someone else, like, hey, my job is to go out there and help them secure their family's, you know, lineage to make sure that no, nobody, you know, their sons, daughters, grandkids are not going into a financial burden whenever they pass away. One, biggest piece, and two, protecting any equity in their biggest assets they may have, which is like home loans and stuff like that. So I think serving people would be like the number one thing that we do
0: very good so I we spoke about this with Andy last week and the whole process of course we all like define what we do very similarly Um, and I know that for you it's not just um, it's not just going there and seeing a hundred people and as many people as you see but you actually do take some pride in like actually putting the right protection there in place for the families that you see and that's a big difference about when you start caring about the family and not the sale that's a huge part of this business right so Tell me a little bit about um, something that I heard recently from both SAC and Easton is that 50 is the new 30, they call it, right? Yeah. And and, and I know that that one is, uh, is, is interesting because back into, you were not even part of Family First Life, but earlier in the year when we had the National Convention, everyone was talking about the 30 appointments a week and how would that help you get a hit hall of fame which is about four hundred thousand dollars in coverage and basically you should pay business in a in a calendar year and um but where did these 50 appointments a week came in when did it came in um and tell me a little bit about it when was the first time you attempted it what were the challenges how do you set yourself up and i'm gonna i know i'm gonna have other questions but let's start with that yeah so
1: there's a dude named shoddy who writes like 50 K a week or something like that. Something crazy. And I always see that he's running, you know, uh, a crazy amount of appointments like he's 30 plus every week, but he's submitting big numbers. So I got the idea that if we just did 10 extra appointments or 20 extra appointments, what would it look like? Or how consistent would you become? And so I was talking with Brian and a couple other guys, about like let's just do t- our jesse too i was like let's just do 10 more appointments or let's do 20 more, 15 more appointments through the week like power weekends and big and big run weeks and see what we actually come out doing if it's you know if it's actually worth it so what we what we started doing was doing these power weekends like saturday friday saturday sunday 10 10 10 or you know or you can dial on sunday and do 10 10 10 monday tuesday wednesday and just do these huge, huge, big weeks of a lot of appointments. And what I've come to find out is no matter how good or bad you are, you're guaranteed gonna sell 25% of people you sit with. So if you run 45 appointments, 40 appointments, and you sit you know, with half and you sell 25%, like there's no way you can't sell, there's no way that you can't submit 10K worth of business, you know, hands down. So that was the goal is just to try to bump it up to get up and does like 15 to 20K submit weeks to push through any chargebacks and overcompensate to try to hit this Hall of Fame deal, that's, that's the biggest thing that we're trying to push right now. Is trying to get that Hall of Fame in that in the short period of time. So we're trying to we're trying to just
0: double the numbers. That's incredible. So as I mentioned before, Hall of Fame is uh, for the people who don't know, it's uh, hitting about four hundred thousand dollars in a calendar year. So uh, I believe that you're in track for that, Calvin. Like how much left? How much do you need to hit that? you're already six months in only. Yeah, I need. um, I'm at this this week, the year
1: today. I'm at three hundred thousand, so I need a hundred thousand more.
0: You need a hundred thousand more, and that's it, man. You're totally gonna hit it. I'm so proud of you. Hopefully, everything keeps aligning the the right way, doing the same thing, right? So, very good, so, how many times were you able to do fifty uh, appointments a week or more because i I know that it's probably not sustainable doing that running that many appointments every single week in the month, but then, as you mentioned, choosing a particular weekend we know that this weekend we're gonna hit the the fifty and or something like that uh how do you go about strategizing when to do it uh how many leads you probably need to get in advance in order to have that many appointments uh to hit fifty appointments in a week? Yeah, so the biggest thing is gonna be
1: lead flow. And I would say if you have 500 leads, you can set 10% of those, which would be about 50 appointments, plus or minus a couple depending on you know how you work them. So when I strategize 50 appointments a week or 40 appointments a week, I'm just taking the number of leads I need and just uh, multiplying it by 10%. So I know how many appointments I need. So I'm buying 400 to 500 leads in a week to to be able to run forty to fifty appointments. And what I'm doing in advance is I'm planning my weeks out by day. So third so Friday, Saturday, Sunday or for example, is nine AM to eight PM
0: mm-hmm.
1: and build in my no shows into my schedule. So I'm building in my no shows and my appointments. So if I know I have 10 appointments I can expect to sit with 50% of those and sell half. So that's like four appointments, five appointments, you know, that you can actually sell every day. And if each one's 800, 1200 bucks, you know, you're submitting roughly, let's say on average, $4,000 a day, you run, you know, three days, five days a week, three, four to five days a week. That's like at least that's at the bare minimum, you know, 10 K right there itself, 12 K. So we're really building the, we're planning a week out in advance. So I'm purchasing my leads, you know, three two to three four days in advance to make sure i have enough for that week or run day and i'm purchasing a lot at one time
0: very good and when you're looking for um this particular kind of leads what kind of leads do you run i know that you run a lot of the crm particularly and Mm -hmm. you did mention if i get 500 leads and i'm expecting to book 10 percent of that that's 50 uh we're talking about like turning 500 that we're turning 10 percent of the entire amount of leads into People appointments right mm-hmm. uh, but but how do you what kind of leads are you running and um, I'll start with that then I might have a follow up question
1: yeah so i'm running the primarily one months and three months is my what i run the most and those are like $4 and $3 a piece so if you buy a 100 like 150 leads is, of one month is about 500 bucks so i just double down on it so you know for the average person, for the standard person, you know they're buying 150 leads for 15 appointments, roughly. So if if you just multiply it by two or three, you know you're really just increasing your odds of submitting more business. Is kind of what we're just trying to do because, you know, we're trying to put big numbers up, right?
0: It's, it's it's a numbers game, right? Yeah. So given the fact that this is that's really good that you that you focus most of your leads coming from the CRM, both one month and three months old leads, right? What, do you, what are the expectations that you have for a brand new person coming in and the mindset uh, to go in uh, to the CRM to get leads from there, uh, more or less? What, what, how, what's your mindset, ma- mindset like? And also um, how do you prepare someone coming in just to do only CRM? The number one thing I would say is for, for someone that's brand new
1: coming in is focus on those one month internet life leads because really, for 150 you spend like 500 bucks and if you're brand new you did the new agent boot camp so you're gonna get 30 percent off of that so you're really spending like 300 dollars on or work your spots work spots too so you know you have your work spots you have your boot camp you're gonna to have tons and tons of discounts so you're really gonna spend like 300 dollars on leads for 150 you literally have to sell one policy to make double your money triple your money so the other 200 bucks that you need, so like say you need 500 bucks to start, you spend 300 on your first set of leads, which is 150 leads for the one month with your 30% off. You take the other 100 and put it into a uh, phone burner and a couple, you know, um, local IDs, and you take the other 99 and you put it into your work spots. One, you'll plug in all, you'll be able to plug into the office, so you go in the office, print off, use all their resources to get around a bunch of top producers. You're gonna have the phone burner platform to organize all your leads by zip code. And you're gonna have some uh, caller ID numbers, and you build the lead voicemails, and it's super efficient. You're able to make eighty dollars an hour, and then additionally, you'll have enough leads to be able to set fifteen appointments to make sure that you can recuperate your money, pay your bills, and buy new leads to keep continuing to build uh,
0: your wealth. Fantastic. How do you come up with this process? Did you come up with this yourself, or did someone teach you? Zach, Zach helped me a lot with uh, you know getting started and everything like that. But I
1: think a lot of it was trial and error with the with the internet leads, just trying to figure out what like the sweet spot was, what the average is across all the agents, and you know stuff like that. And Easton running a bunch of appointments, so it's just like a combination of everybody working together to figure out what's the common thing of what's working for each person, and just average that across everybody because you know nobody's special here. We're all doing the same thing. It's just about effort. So I think it really just comes down to we kind of dialed into how many leads you actually need to get started and try to maximize the amount of money that you're putting into something and seeing the return. So, you know, I just think it's super important for people to spend, you know, that three to $500. So that way that they're not like overly worried about losing $1,000, $2,000 in their first week, that they do have some wiggle room to kind of make sure that they can make it and still pay all their bills and not have to worry about this massive investment.
0: Very good. I know that you're hiring everywhere in the nation, right, Calvin? Mm-hmm. Uh, if people want to reach out to you and contact you directly to um, to work with you, particularly, we're talking about people coming, let's say, from military backgrounds or so on, that they can relay with you. What's a good way of contacting you? Phone number, Instagram, you tell me. Yeah, yeah. So
1: anybody can like, just reach out to me. My phone number is 970-314-4037. And I, I work really good with, you know, a lot of the military guys, like you said, like it's super easy to connect with and we get people going quick.
0: Amazing. Very good. So the other thing I would like to talk with you a little bit about is um, to go over just the phone script that we actually discussed over the phone a couple of days ago because I think it's fabulous. Mm-hmm. I know that it's very efficient and I would love for people if you if it's OK with you to share these uh, just to uh, do a little role playing. So I can give you a quick call, and we go through what the appointment would look like with a one-month or three-month internal lead. Sounds good?
1: Yes, sounds good. So um, Ring, ring. Little... Hey, uh, Pancho. Yep. Hey, this is Calvin at the Benefits Office here in Austin, Texas. Just getting back to you about that state-regulated life insurance form you sent in a few weeks ago. You put your birthday on here. as January 1st, 1990, correct? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Great. So I'm actually just the field underwriter that's assigned to you. My job is to come out and do that quick eligibility with you. I'm be in the area the next couple of days, seeing about fifteen other families. Are you still working full time, retired, or, or disabled? I'm
0: working full time.
1: Great. So what's the latest that you'll be home? Usually.
0: The latest? Oh, um, I don't know, six PM, I guess. Six PM. Okay. So are you uh, married, single, widowed, or divorced?
1: I am single. Single. Okay, great. So I actually have some time around. Um, eight thirty, nine o'clock tomorrow, I'll squeeze you in about 10, 15 minutes. Go ahead and grab a pen and paper for me real quick to write this down.
0: I do have, like, I have an appointment actually at dinner tomorrow around 8 p.m., but I could do it possibly before that. Okay, great. So I'll just, I either got like an eight thirty, eight
1: forty-five, or a 7.15. Which one works better for you?
0: Uh, the 7.15 will work out better.
1: Okay, great. Go ahead and grab a pen and paper and let me know when you're ready. I'm ready. Okay, great. My name's Calvin Wright. I'll okay. be a short guy, big ears couple tattoos. I'll be there at 715. Now the address I have on File Poncho is gonna be 123 Main Street. Is that still a good address for you? Yeah, that's right. Okay, is the numbers on the house or the mailbox? Uh, the house. Great, is there any gates or anything I need you to worry about? Maybe a dog gonna jump out at me? No, I have two dogs, but you should be fine. Okay, great. So I got you down on my calendar, 715 tomorrow. Like I said, I'll be short guy, big ears, a couple tattoos and I'll be in a little black car. Should I park in the street or the driveway? Uh, the street should be should be good actually. Awesome, Pancho. Well, I'll see you tomorrow at 7.15. Have a good night. All
0: right. Bye. Excellent, uh, Calvin. Super sharp, straight to the point. Uh, I, I know I threw you a couple of like curveballs here and there, but you adjusted really well. And, and what I really liked about your particular um, like conversation with the person is that you're showing urgency. You're in control of the call. And when I try to act a bit more busy than you, you're like, well, you know, I'm pretty busy. I could fit you in here. And also how you close the call, particularly about making sure that I'm going to be there on time, that you're letting me know what you look like. Uh, you're letting me know, you're asking me where are the, the numbers of the house, uh, where can you, can you park the car. You're doing that to paint the picture that you are coming to my home and I should be expecting you here. So I, I really like how you did that. And when you do these kind of things and you have a lot of appointments, what's your show ratio more or less, uh, Calvin? In those kind of uh, appointments? Because that's a solid appointment. It's not a quick set. So, what I, I would always I expect about,
1: I would say, I just build it, I just say like 50%, you know, because um, I do run like 10 appointments a day. And I do only run those from like 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. And I make the, I pretty much give alternatives to my schedule. I don't deviate from it because I've noticed if it's before or after, I, you know, there's not like a, it depends on what time it's going to be, you know? So I really just treat it like a doctor's office. Like Zach always says, it's a doctor's office, Um, mold it, mold your, they need to select the time between your schedule. Like when you call the doctors and you're like, hey, I need to be, I need an appointment. They'll be like, all right, the first available is this. You're like, well, I can't do that. Well, okay, then this, then you have this, you know? So I just treat it the same way so that I don't, that I don't have to mold to each person and make special exceptions to each person. So it's equal across the board. So I think that that's super important for everybody and new agents, especially, is know your schedule and stick to your schedule. And I was super bad at that at first. And it's really important to make sure that you have your schedule planned out because you need to maximize that your time in the field and with your family at the same time. So if you keep a strict schedule, that creates a really good balance.
0: I love the fact that, that you do that. Something a very good um, advice that I got one time from Rob Richmond. I don't know if you know Rob. Uh, he's amazing. Uh, based in dallas uh he told me that he blacked out i think it was either thursday or friday night that he always had his date night with his wife now so when he was working really hard at least she always knew and he always knew that that time was sacred you you could not put anything in there because it was very important to the into your own schedule do you have something like that do you plan your weekends in advance when you know you're going to take some time off with your girlfriend or something like that how do you go about it how do you go about work balance yes definitely
1: that's a hundred percent what i do i i uh generally speaking i sunday is our day so like sunday is our day to do it to do um to like have time go to like go get coffee or whatever we do on sundays now if i know that i'm going out of town for the week or i know i'm gonna do a travel trip or i'm gonna do a power weekend i'll just i'll just move that day to a different day of the week like a thursday or whatever but i never i don't deviate i always allow at least one day for family through the seven day period. And it's really important to keep that work life balance to be able to refresh your brain.
0: Fantastic. Um, then this is something that I'm also like, because that's a, the best thing about being independent, right? We're running our own schedule. If you want to take some time off, if you are like, I don't know, you would tr- travel for like a full power weekend, as you mentioned, you were exhausted, you want to take the day off to disconnect. It's totally fine. No one's over your shoulders. just tapping, hey, Calvin, what are you doing? Where are you not working? Uh, that's us, uh, we're responsible now. My question is: When you do take time off, what are the things that Calvin Wright likes to do? Um, we go and play nine holes of golf, and then
1: grab uh, some food, and then we'll just like kind of like, go like leisure around like the town and come back, and then do movie or dinner or something like that, and and just kick it for a while. That's what that's what that's what our fun time is. <laughs> Amazing! Very good. Very good. Very
0: good. Excellent. Excellent. Um, so I know that you're, of course, building your team. You're doing really well. I was at the office here in Denver a couple a couple minutes ago, and I was Brian was there, dialing hard, uh, just making a bit of fun of oh, Wiley while Wiley's getting to like wrapping up the day. Uh, but if you have to say something to your team in regards to how you challenge your team to get better, how what, what was one thing that you would tell your team? to challenge them to improve themselves, to hit that 50 appointments or whatever their challenge is, because some people, as you probably know, some things are challenging for one people, which are not the same for other people. So how will you go about challenging your team?
1: First of all, super thankful for my team. I have a a bunch, there's a bunch of great people that I work with and I love working with all of them and they're super special in their own ways. But um, secondly, it'd be gonna be consistency. So just maintaining a consistent schedule and, um, try to avoid as many ups and downs as a business as possible. It's a lot easier to do a steady climb than it is to hike a 14 and walk back down and hike a 14 and walk back down than it is to, um, climb the spur the whole way up. So I would say keeping consistent, don't go and run 50 appointments and then run zero the next week just because you submit a bunch of business and just keep staying on that steady climb because it'll create a better work environment for everybody. And you'll set the right example for your uh, people
0: that you work with. Excellent. Do you do something specific like every week, like run a team meeting or something like that, or have a chat with people particularly to to see what's going on? Uh, And we have a question from Lorenzo, which I'm going to ask in a second, but is there anything that you're doing particularly with them specifically? Um, We just started doing team meetings.
1: Before, it was a lot of one-on-one individual stuff because – we have a lot of people in contracting and new agents and um, everybody was all in different places. A lot of part-time people, a lot of people not like coming out of college or some this random stuff all over the place so nobody could get in the same. We couldn't get uh, like a solid schedule going but we just started doing that because we got uh, like at least 10 writers now just like staying consistent. So we're starting to work on mass, mass, um, mass communication and pushing information out equally. And we're also doing, I'm doing a lot of like personalized phone calls with my, with individuals to try to help bring them up to that 40K a month producer level. Um, Brian's definitely on it. He's hit it already. So he's, he's up there. He's ready to start training people. He's ready to start building. So it's just been great. He's been amazing to work with. And I'm, he's going to be a, a huge leader in this group.
0: I have no doubt he's really good at it. And uh, with his, with this early, early success as well. So we have a, we have a couple of questions here. Uh, what is this company exactly? We have here a question from Christian. Christian, this company is Family First Life. Uh, you can find us uh, pretty much anywhere. We're on every single social media platform. I'm going to go and touch a little bit on the question that Lorenzo asked here. We have a, what, next, what extra steps, Calvin, do you take on the phone to solidify your appointments if you feel like they might no-show you? And he says that he's been booking more appointments, but lately, uh, but he has no, like, uh, issue with no-shows, clearly. Yeah, so the biggest
1: thing is going to be identifying yourself and making them
0: making kind of a joke about it, like, hey, saying,
1: hey, I got big ears, I got big eyes, I got a long head of hair, or whatever it is, so that you can paint like a visual representation of yourself before you get there so they can expect you and it's not just a name on a piece of paper. So really identifying key points in yourself to paint the picture to the human that you're talking to on the phone about what it's going to look like when you get there and who you are and then making sure that they write it down so that they are not confused at all and not just nodding their head saying yes, 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 and then walk away and never forget about it. So if you're really worried about someone, nine times out of 10, if someone's willing to write it down, they're probably gonna show up. And if they're not willing to write it down, then I would double book it.
0: Exactly, very good point. Last week, I had an appointment in New Mexico where I remember getting, I told them over the phone, please make sure to write down my information, blah, blah. And when I got to the appointment side on the table, I looked to the right and here was the paper, Francisco phone number, insurance, 5 p.m. So it's, it's very strong, it's a very good advice, particularly for you, Lorenzo, for any agent coming in here because it helps solidify those appointments and help you get that no-show rate to lower a lot and to get, the, get, in, the, get, in, the, get in the door to see how we can help families. Very good. So that's how you challenge your teams. I appreciate you sharing that. Calling is very important, especially the brand new people. Uh let's transition now uh to how do you challenge yourself to like continue improving. Uh, I know that I know that you have very good examples above you that you follow. Like Sach just became an integrity deal integrity partner at twenty six years old, which is a huge thing. But um how does uh how does Calvin Wright challenges himself to get to the next level? Tell me a little bit.
1: Um, so like my biggest thing lately is just been trying to knock down the Hall of Fame before the December is the biggest the biggest milestone. And I consistently remember that every day, like every week. I every Thursday I'm always I'm always checking with Jesse and we have a friendly competition on who's gonna reach it first. So I I challenge others to Link up with someone else that they, you know, are competitive, that are like minded like them or that you can relate to and then you can create a friendly composition within each other. So for example, Jesse and I, we have like a five hundred dollar bet on who's gonna make it first. So if you just make it fun and you, you know, set that goal and set that standard for yourself when you wake up every day knowing that's the standard and don't deviate from it, then that's the best way to continue to grow and continue to move forward and continue to climb. It's like waking up and making your bet every day.
0: Yeah, well, you probably know a lot about that, coming from the
1: military, right? Yeah, it's the best way. You wake up and make your bed, and that's how you start your day, and you keep the same every single time. You keep, create those reputations, and you'll get better and better each time.
0: Excellent. When um, when you wake up, and it's one of those hard days to to make that happen. How do you go through it? Because those are, those are, those are the challenging days. How do you make it happen? So the, the I think the biggest thing
1: is is like, it comes back to schedule. So, like if you wake up in the morning and it's like it's gonna be a tough day or whatever you just got to remember that there's other people counting on you to show up and you already had set up these appointments and you had already bought these leads and you had already made promises to yourself and your teammates that you're going to do what you say you're going to do and if you fit and you if you deviate from that or you fail you know you're letting a bunch more than just yourself down so if you constantly remember that the people are watching even if they're not saying anything they're still watching then it should be enough motivation for you to k- get up and still be k- keep moving and keep the train going.
0: Excellent, very good. Last question that I have in regards to challenges, uh, Calvin. How do you challenge your clients when you go and sit down and, and you you understand, you work, you for what I understand, you're, you're very customer focused, trying to find the best thing for them. Uh, but when you find that one thing that you know they needed, you know that if you are that person that lives without p- putting that protection in place, that you're like, man, if they don't wake up tomorrow, you know it's on you that you didn't work hard enough to challenge them to make sure you did everything in there. Uh, how do you go about challenging your clients to make sure that something, if they do need it, it's put in place?
1: Um, <laughs> my biggest thing is like being super direct and upfront with the clients initially during the financial inventory. So really just asking those hard questions that people don't like asking to prevent objections in the end. And if I'm still coming up with those objections, I challenge them until they literally decline the coverage to saying, hey, I, you know, I'm, I'm not doing it. It doesn't matter what you say, you know, that is what it is, which doesn't happen very often. So it's really putting all of those, those, those hard um, questions up front like who do you bank with what are you know how do you do your monthly expenses you know breaking down their budget all the way down to the t so you know how much money they have left over and going through all their medications even if you make them go get their medications and they don't want to um making you know not you know you're telling them to do these things so that you can better assist them and better place them in the proper program so it's really important that you do these things because if you don't you're going to set the appointment up for failure and you're going to set the client up for failure and ultimately you're going to fail yourself so you need to make sure that you're asking those tough questions following the system and making sure you're placing those objections out front so that you don't come into those such scenarios
0: but i have to think about it colin
1: yeah so so does the insurance carrier so the good news is is that um, we're gonna to have to submit a request for coverage today so that way we can even Figure out if you're gonna be eligible in the first place because if you're not eligible, this is uh, pointless and it doesn't even matter anyways So we're gonna go ahead and submit a request for coverage. So go ahead and grab your uh, ID
0: and your checkbook Fantastic straight to the point if they say no at that point in time and you keep asking questions If you like something that one time Mr. Patton brought up and also Andy that, uh, yesterday like last week he mentioned the importance of understanding that why at the beginning really well, right? Asking a lot of questions at the beginning, those hard questions. So Lorenzo has another question here that falls in, it's like ties in with this really well. It says, when you started, how do you overcome asking the uncomfortable questions in the home? Because um, if, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna answer my, what, I, what I think first and then I want to see what you think about it, Cali, and I want to hear your opinion as well. Uh, Lorenzo, that's a very good question how do you overcome asking uncomfortable questions it is your job it is your job to ask those questions to care about the client if you don't care about the client if you don't ask enough questions you don't understand the reality of what's going to happen if they pass away tomorrow so you need to you're doing themselves them a favor by you asking all those tough questions early on in my opinion because it helps show them that you care that you truly care about finding the right coverage for them and that, that's why you're doing it. Uh, and if you do get pushback in, in in that point in time, it's possibly sometimes a, a trust thing. They barely know you. You just walk into their 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 home. Some things that come in handy there is like showing your state license if you have it handy or anything that to show that help them um, feel a bit more comfortable with yourself. But setting the expectations, setting the right standards. That's what I would do in order to overcome. Uh, asking those questions. there is a reason why they fill out the the form requesting the coverage. There's the reason why they say, "Yes, come on into my home when you call them. and now there's a reason for you to ask all those questions to make sure that you find the right coverage for them. That's how I see it. Calvin, anything to add on that?
1: I think you nail I think you nailed it. it was that's great. yeah, I think that if you're not asking the hard questions, you're just giving your. You're just really setting it up for an objection later. You're just teeing them up for an objection. So if you just go ahead and ask it now, and just know that even if um, they were not to give you the answer, that the chances of you actually running to them into them again in the future is probably pretty low. So, you know,
0: you set the right tone ahead of time. It will really help. Awesome! Amazing! Very, very good. So, these numbers look amazing. Everybody see numbers coming in and out every single week and people may think this is a very easy thing to do is it easy is it simple is it hard what is the truth behind this business uh calvin i think that it's a really simple business but it takes
1: a lot of um hard work and consistency and uh willing to do things that others aren't so i definitely think that the the numbers are 100 percent real and everybody has bank statements to show um but if you have to be willing to work, and be willing to try new things, and be willing to do do the extra things that people aren't. Because if you're making under a hundred thousand a year, you know you're not doing anything special that other people are doing. It's just you know you're doing the the what society expects of you, really. You know anybody making like I would say like two hundred two hundred fifty plus, you know you're really probably working a lot more than another person. You know how many hours a week do you work, Poncho? Oh man, <laughs> probably. 60 plus easy 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 60 plus but you're making a ton of money so in reality it's worth it because you're working hard and you're getting rewarded very high so i think it's the same exact way like if you want to you know put 20k in a week or 40k in a month expect to work except to put the effort in because it's 100 percent effort business and that's all it is it's running the numbers putting in the work and you know i do 10 12 hours a day six days a week you know that's 80 90 hours a week and you know, it shows. So I think if you just repeat the same thing, you shouldn't have an issue.
0: Excellent, excellent. So last, I uh, have a couple, two challenges for yourself, Andy, uh, sorry, Andy, Andy joining and I made him do this last week. Uh, Calvin, how's your Spanish going, man? Oh, how's man, your I, <laughs> Done at all, I'm very illiterate. Very good, very good. So you're just gonna have to uh, repeat a phrase that I'm gonna say, okay?
1: okay.
0: And uh, si no es, Si no es ahora, si, si no, no es, es ahora. ahora, ahora. ¿cuándo? Cuando? Cuando? Um, desafia este momento. Desafia momento. Desafia este momento. Def- One more time. Desafia este momento. Este momento. Excellent. So, desafia este momento in Spanish means challenge this moment, right? and it's it goes back to what i'm trying to like bring with this here like it's not how we're challenging yourself every day how you're challenging your team how you're challenging your clients is how you're challenging every single moment right uh it's about how we show up how we choose to show up to challenge ourselves to be better so the Safieste momento is kind of the mantra that we're trying to bring in here for everyone to do hey people didn't think that 50 appointments a week was possible we show that that's definitely possible. People didn't think that it uh, was possible to make 30K weeks. Uh, Jared just did it last week, which some other people have done, but that's people that are very recent to the business. Yeah. So it's a matter of like challenging every moment when we have to do the best that we can. And the last challenge I have for you is that uh, I need you to select someone for me to do an Instagram live session uh in a couple of weeks from now uh so who will you challenge so we can send them a, a quick tag after we're done with this in instrument to let them know that they're up oh who, who um, do you who do you think who do you think is going to be very valuable uh if it's a boy or girl it doesn't matter that it will be very valuable for people to um that can come here pay attention listen to this and they can get some value out of it
1: i think someone that's up and coming would be cam russell i think that he he's just been exploding lately i think that he'd be a really good person to get on here and see what he's doing because he's he's been crushing it and driving all over the place you know he his flight got canceled from columbus and he drove to alabama went in the same night so i think i think his worth ethic is
0: crazy and i think he's been crushing it incredible so Cam russell you being called up Uh, i don't know if he's watching right now i don't think so but i'm gonna make sure that Calvin, Wright Just just set you up for another challenge with Pancho. I want to hear a little bit about him. I want to know what do we want to know about Cal, uh, about Cam Russell, uh, Calvin? What is one thing he listens on the car? What do you want to know? We want to know. Um,
1: we want to know how many times a day that he's hitting the gym, and how does he work that into his thirty appointments a week, forty appointments a week?
0: <laughs> yeah, I know he's he's getting pretty big, huh? He's about I to explode right? properly. <laughs> Amazing. Well uh Calvin thank you so much again for joining me today i hope you had some good fun thank you for sharing all your knowledge your success congratulations one more time if someone wants to come and work with you how they can get a hold of you because you are killing it you're a great example and you only been in this business for 6 months
1: i would say uh contact me at 9703144037 you know i got instagram facebook linkedin everything so I'm, I'm 100% reachable um or you can reach out to my recruiter Aaron.Peterson at, at FFLForefront.com.
0: FFLForefront, fantastic. Well, Calvin, thank you so much for having me. It was an absolute pleasure. If you need anything, you know where to find me. I'm just around the corner, all right? Thanks, Pancho. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. This was a blast. Take care, man. Have a great day. Bye-bye. I hope this episode helped you learn a new way to challenge yourself, your team, and your clients. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe or leave us a comment. If you believe there's a lot of value on this particular episode, make sure to snap a screenshot of your phone, post it on your Instagram story, and tag me at FFL State. I will see you next Thursday on another episode of Challenge This Moment, live on Instagram Live on FFL State. See you next week.